The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses. And they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them, but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, dear saints, God knows about fear and anxieties. After all, he is the one who made us and he gave us these feelings. Jesus in this narrative depicted in the Gospel of Mark is reacting as any of us would when faced with a dark future. God sends these these great Old Testament figures, Moses and Elijah, who knew what it was like to be anxious and afraid when doing God's work. They met with Jesus and talked about God's ways, God's plan for salvation, God's help and support in the most difficult of times. And in this way, Jesus was well, he was given encouragement, support, and assurance that the burden of the days ahead were to be the fulfillment of God's purpose to save all people. Then came that affirmation from the Father in heaven, this is my beloved Son. Listen to him. All of this was like a father putting his arm around his son and saying, I know this is an incredibly tough thing for you to do, but you have my support and my help. I will give you the strength emotionally, physically, and spiritually to see this through. And I promise you won't be doing this alone. This mountaintop experience was a, it, well, it was a time of declaration and encouragement for Jesus. But it was also a time of revelation and encouragement for the disciples. 
in just a short time, the disciples would be witness to the suffering and death of their Messiah. Everything would be turned upside down and the disciples would be extremely confused, troubled, afraid, anxious, and doubting. Their faith would be challenged. However, the image of Jesus talking with Moses and Elijah, the divine glow that was around Jesus, the voice coming from that bright cloud, this is my beloved son, listen to him. This gave them courage, hope, and focus, knowing that they were not alone. On that night to those three disciples, the veil of Jesus's humanity was lifted up just a little. And his true greatness, his godliness, his holiness, his righteousness, his honor and glory were all revealed to them. If Peter and those other disciples ever experienced, as we do, days of uncertainty, if they ever wondered if, well, maybe they were on the right track or not, if they were ever tempted to go back to their fishing boats instead of being apostles, well, then this experience, this transfiguration of the Lord was one of those encounters that shed light into their own human dilemmas. God, yes, God was at work. And just as Jesus had been encouraged before going to Jerusalem, these disciples were confident and full of hope as they faced their own Jerusalems and whatever that might have entailed for them, but not alone. Their reflection of the transfiguration reminded them, yes, Jesus is truly God's son. We know it. We have seen his divine glory. We heard the father call him my beloved son. So what does this transfiguration of Jesus offer us today? How does this event have anything to say to us here in our present Moments. Well, dear saints, when we come here, when we come here to worship, we come into God's presence and the divine is revealed to us as well. We have our own transfiguration experiences. We hear again the good news of salvation, sins forgiven the call to discipleship, the promise of eternal life, Christ crucified for you. And in this way, every time we hear God's word, every time we celebrate the sacraments, the veil is torn away. And for a moment, we see all of the glory of our Lord his will for our lives and our place in his family as well. And when we are burdened with everything that happens in our lives, we are given a glimpse of the one who invites us to bring all of our troubles and our worries to him. 
His power is far greater than any of our tribulations. And he says to us in our particular needs, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Isaiah 41, verse 10. And hearing words of the scriptures like that lifts the gloom which is clouding our lives and assures us of the power which is beyond our own strengths. The scriptures enable us to deal with troubles which are beyond our own comprehension. And we see Jesus' shining face smiling at us and the Father's arm embracing us as we remember that we are His. As He says to us, You are my own, beloved children of God. The transfiguration of Jesus reminds us that while working in God's kingdom is difficult. Following Jesus means making choices that go against the ways that the rest of the world thinks and behaves. It reminds us that loving and caring and being kind is not always easy. That forgiving and being reconciled with those who hate us goes against everything within us. And sacrificing for others, well, it's question in this self-centered world. And others challenge our faith and questions God part in this cruel and crazy society. And we begin to question our own beliefs. But it is just then, just then, on this tough road we face of discipleship that we hear again our Heavenly Father's encouraging words. You are my own, beloved child. You see, when we walk out the doors of this church later today, nothing much will have changed in this world. Sure, there's a big football game later on today, but it will still be an ordinary mid-February day with not much visibly different from when we walked in. However, we, yes, we will be different. We have been in God's presence. You have seen the brilliance of your Savior's face and his love for you. We will be different because we have the divine Christ revealed to us. God shines forth among his people. His own light shines in our hearts because he has given us the light and knowledge of his glory, of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is the one revealed on that mountaintop for you. The one who still shines brightly in the people who listen to him. And I promise you, you will not be alone. 
God walks with you through the dark places of this world into the brilliant light of all eternity, where you will not only get a glimpse of Jesus for a fleeting moment, but be with him for all of the days of your lives, for all of eternity, in all of his glory, for you are his beloved child. Listen to him. And may that give you peace, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. May it guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.